Are you ready for an open discussion with the best of the best and the best of what's next? Welcome to the Tony D'Urso Show. Join in on a great conversation today with some of the world's great influencers as they showcase great advice and techniques that made them the game changers they are today. Now, here's Tony D'Urso. Welcome. I'm your host, Tony D'Urso. I interview some of the most successful people in the world, and I thank you for joining us. In just a moment, we have an elite entrepreneur join us who provides insights and guidance you can use to move along your vision path. This show is dedicated to helping you turn your vision into reality, and we are the number one show on voiceamerica.com. Also, check us out on Apple at tonydurso.com slash Apple. And please leave a five-star review. The show is free to you, and a nice review helps support us. And you get my eternal thanks. That's priceless. Guys, if you're in charge of hiring, boost your job post and get the best people fast. For a limited time, get $75 credit at Indeed.com slash D-U-R-S-O. More details just ahead on this with a lot more info on them. So please stay tuned. Today's show is about innovative recruiting practices with Ellie Daly. Let's see what we can learn today. At the end of this interview, I'll give you a summary recap of what we went over. So stay tuned for that. Ellie Daly is founder and CEO of an innovative online recruiting platform, which allows job seekers to record an online video introduction as part of a shareable profile, including a resume. Here we go. Hi, Ellie. Welcome to the Tony D'Urso Show. So glad to have you on with us today. Thank you so much for having me, Tony. I'm really happy to be here. The honor is mine. I'm looking forward to talking about your very unique and innovative recruiting practices. We have a good entrepreneur and small business, mid-sized business audience here. We do have people in the corporate world. I think this is a topic that is going to be interesting to all of my audience. But before we get into that, Ellie, let's follow your journey to success. How did it all start for you? What's your backstory? Well, thank you for asking. So I um, have been in the recruiting industry for a long time, a couple of decades, and um, working all over the world, recruiting from large investment banks down to startups and spent a couple of years with Visa. And so I've done a lot of recruiting in different places and seen a lot of different ways to recruit. And about two years ago, I was working for a company out of Michigan, and I was in the Bay Area. And so trying to do things remotely as a recruiter is difficult enough. I wondered just, how can I get candidates to just introduce themselves to me? So I don't have to kind of scroll through resumes and schedule phone screens and go back and forth. So I kind of came up with this idea to use video after 20 years of frustration with the resume, really basically it. And we can go into more of that. But my, you know, Recruiting is is a fun and different way to live, and and I'm really glad that it's it's re, it's reinventing itself. Well, one thing that interests me, Ellie, is you've been all over the world. Born in Singapore, you're British. You worked in Dubai. You worked in Italy. Yeah, molto bene. You've worked all over, and you've you've done different things. What got you into recruiting? Excellent question. I think you could possibly ask any recruiter that. And um, I've only met one who, you know, grew up wanting to be a recruiter. Um, The rest of us sort of fall into it uh, because usually it appeals to sort of people, people who aren't quite sure what they want to do. Um, And they enjoy business. They enjoy talking to people. They enjoy problem solving. And that kind of was me. And I actually went into an agency in London and a friend of mine worked there. And I said, you know, get a job. I'm just back from Italy where I was teaching English. And I needed a job in London. And, uh, you know, but he was like, I only recruit accountants and, and bankers. Uh, but you can come and work here. And I was like, what's that? And so then I got my first job in recruiting and it, it shut me up for the last however many years. And it's, it's, there's never a dull moment. Let's put it that way. Every day is different. Very interesting. We're going to find out more about that. And for your current success, you've, you're the founder of your own company. You do very good with your innovative recruiting practice. How did that vision come about for your current success? 
for for Intro Thirty. So Intro Thirty is one of the three businesses that I run currently, um, which is the a platform for candidates to introduce themselves with this thirty second video. And um, as a corporate recruiter, the average amount of applications you get per job is around two hundred and fifty. I once put a job ad out and I got 400 applications in two hours. People are, it's a competitive market, let's put it that way. And from a recruitment perspective, from a recruiter's perspective, there's a lot of resumes to read. Um, but ultimately, as a recruiter, and most of us are, these people, we enjoy interviewing, we like to meet people. And it's all about the human interaction that leads to a successful placement or a successful job interview and ultimately, what we're trying to do is build teams of humans to work together successfully. And in order to do that, you need to meet each other, you need to get to know each other, and you need to facilitate the beginning of beautiful relationships. So in order to do that, it needs that human interaction. And what the resume does and what the first 40% of the recruitment process is is effectively just resume shuffling and people applying to jobs uh, and the you know recruiter going through a database of applicants. So that's how I kind of thought, you know, if we can just speed this up so I can meet, pe- meet people right away, you know, that's what I wanted to do and, and to reinvent resume. Video is everywhere. I was talking to something that there's over a billion people on TikTok already. And billions and billions of um, Snapchat videos are sent every day. Um, I call it the TikTok generation, people who are way more comfortable recording themselves on video than they are writing a resume. I go around universities and schools and I always do a show of hands as to how many of you would rather record your video resume than write one. And nine out of 10 people put their hands up. So, I mean, from my generation and yours, Tony, perhaps we're a little more nervous recording ourselves. Um, but certainly, you know, I built this for graduates so that they could differentiate themselves one from the other when they have the same resume. It's, you know, it's the one way they can separate themselves. Ellie, that just blows my mind. I once did a testimonial for someone who wanted it on video. And it was like, I want to say 60 seconds, maybe a minute and a half. And it took me four hours to record it. So it blows my mind that anybody would want to do this. It's just like, you've got to be joking me. It took four hours just to record that. And I'm not even joking. I I think I'm being kind with the time. But anyways, we're going to move on. I don't know a thing. I don't know TikTok. So I'm I'm with that generation because I'm, I'm thinking TikTok is a clock or something to do with the time, but... It's a whole movement. I don't know a thing about that, so I don't know very much, but... I'm not on there either. I've just heard rumors, but that's a lot of people. Last I had, there were 800 million, and now there's over a billion people. I mean, that's ridiculous, isn't it? I'm thinking of all the man hours people have spent to record 250 to 400 videos for the job application... And then all the man hours you've got to partake to listen and watch and view all those. It's inordinate. What? That's so much work. How do you get through hundreds and hundreds of videos where, where somebody's applying for a job? Well, I mean, you've got to go through hundreds and hundreds of resumes. And you, the average time a recruiter spends per resume is six seconds. You get your first impression from somebody in seven seconds. You can gauge credibility, competence, and trustworthiness within that time, supposedly. So that's that's why I didn't get my last job? They only spent six seconds on my resume? Well, yeah. I mean, if they did anything, you know, if there's... I mean, the amount of resumes that just sit in the abyss. The, the reality is that um, 30 seconds is short enough. Um, it's too long for somebody who's not doing a good job and you're bored in 30 seconds. It's, it's, long, it's long enough for somebody who's you know, articulate, energetic, um, enthusiastic, you know, well presented and who, who sounds fun and has a good energy about them. You want to learn more. You get a really good first impression from that. We're doing a bit of a promo at the moment to compare the same candidate with two 30 second videos, one that's dreadful and one that's great to prove that it's not the actual candidate. It's how they kind of present themselves because 55% of the message is interpreted 
through visual stimulus. So we express ourselves, our first impression, all of it comes across when you see the face, you see the body language, you see the gestures, you see their smile and what lights up their eyes and that is what makes them human. And it's so much more fun than keyword searching a resume or, you know, reading through their job experience. That's really boring. Whereas watching people say hi, that's really fun. This is the Tony D'Urso Show where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Just ahead, the chat continues about innovative recruiting practices with Ellie Daly. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. We were all blindsided by 2020. Businesses like yours are adapting as best they can, including how you hire. If you're in charge of hiring during this dramatic change, Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Indeed they do. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need, you can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier. Yes, Indeed they do. Like sponsored jobs which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash D-U-R-S-O. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash D-U-R-S-O. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through September 30. Indeed.com slash D-U-R-S-O. All right, guys, check it out. Sign up and tell me how much you love it. Listening to the Tony D'Erso Show with special VIP guests. We'd love to hear from you via email. Be sure to send questions and comments to Tony at TonyDierso.com. Now back to Tony and his guest. All right, we're back on the Tony D'Erso Show where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Let's see what we can learn today. Today's show is about innovative recruiting practices with Ellie Daly. At the end of this interview, I'll give you a summary of what I got out of this, and I'll share some pointers with you. Stay tuned for that. Ellie's been a recruiter all over the world, from the UK to the Middle East, to Asia, and now Silicon Valley for nearly 20 years, allowing her to gain expertise in a variety of recruiting environments, including banking, sovereign wealth funds, tech, and finance. All right, and now back to the chat with Ellie. And Ellie, what's the purpose? Why do you, why are you doing this? What's your reason? What gets you up in the morning every day to go work on this? I'm all about the candidates. I have been a candidate so many times and it's very frustrating. And nine out of 10 candidates have a poor experience when they're looking for a job. It can be very demoralizing and frustrating to be looking for a job, especially when it's a competitive market and you know, you're not one of those few who gets constantly... Uh, you know, hit on on LinkedIn for, for new opportunities and you're needing to find work and nobody's responding, nobody's listening to you and you're not being invited into an interview. So I wanted to solve their problems. And for me, it's all about empowering the candidate to introduce themselves before they have to wait for an interview or an invitation to an interview. And then they can introduce. I want them to be empowered to be themselves, to, to sort of be seen and heard before anyone else, really. You know, it's, it's, that's what gets me up in the morning. We're talking about innovative recruiting practices with Ellie Daly. And if you've ever applied for a job and didn't get asked for an interview or didn't get approved for the job, you probably will find the answers in this interview. I've already found out and figured out why I've never gotten my last job, which I'm actually very grateful for because I just because I went into podcasting, so that worked out great. So there's always a reason. 
Ellie, let's get into your vision path and dig into this. I think probably one of the first things I'd like to know is what are the advantages of including an intro video along with the job application, as well as perhaps any disadvantages? Excellent questions again. So um, 85% of hiring managers welcome video resumes, but only 17% have ever seen one, according to Bolt.com. Um, I love that quote and those statistics. It really shows there's an appetite, but on both sides. Having said, you know, nine out of 10 hands go up when I describe this product. Um, on the other hand, 85% of the hiring managers would welcome this if somebody sent them to me. Now, as a hiring manager, I don't want to see a hastily scrabbled together YouTube video that someone puts. You know, when we first built it, actually, that's a side story. But when we first built this, it was, I was quite concerned about candidate privacy and I wanted to keep everything on the website and you could upload a video instead of recording it on the website like you do now. So people were uploading some very interesting things and I think that the sort of discipline and uniformity of just having that 30 second on-screen record from your phone or record from your webcam 30 seconds and it cuts you off so you can't go on and on it's just 30 seconds it's a huge amount of discipline for the candidate for me when I was doing it you know I was like what do I want to say how do I want to say it you know what do I need to get into this 30 seconds and it's a discipline that that's quite a good exercise you know as a candidate says you know what do you really want to to convey so as an example, one of the best candidates we had was, it was for, you know, he was, he's a real estate candidate and he was standing, his video was standing right next to his real estate license that was framed on the wall. And he was incredibly articulate and energetic about it and clearly passionate about what he wanted to do. And that came across and he got snapped up right away. You know, that is what we're looking for, that kind of intelligence and common sense to go like, this is who I am. This is, you know, I'm going to make a real impact. And so it's really useful, to go back to your question, it's really beneficial for people who have to perform or to present in their job. So it's excellent for salespeople. Anybody who has any kind of customer-facing role and who needs to be in front of people on a daily basis, they need to be able to articulate themselves. They need to be confident enough to get on camera and to be you know, succinct enough to present their ideas clearly and quickly and that's, you know, it's an excellent medium for them. It's not possibly quite so important when your job isn't customer facing or, or people facing. So, you know, there's, it's not necessary perhaps to have a video if you're, you know, hugely technological and technical, you know, then it's all about the resume. It's all about the technical skills. But even then, again, the majority of hiring managers will rate attitude as twice as important as technical skills, because you can't teach that. You know, you can teach technical skills if it's not on your resume and it's, you know, PHP or something. We can teach you that. But having a smile on your face every time you come to work, having that energy level that's high, having that ability to sort of be friendly and to be empathetic and respectful, that you can't teach. Ellie, this is very interesting. Your company, your site actually records that intro video for the person. It's just on and off and gives them 30 seconds. Is, is that my understanding of it so far? That's correct. We have. Ah, um, okay. Yeah. So, because uh, if you asked me to do it, it'd be a couple hours. Yeah. <laughs> and again, that's why I didn't want people to have to overthink it or worry too much about it. Often people say, do you give them scripts? Do you give them tips? And I say, no, you know, the point is that they are just saying hi. They're really literally just saying, hi, my name is, this is what I'm interested in. And it's just 30 seconds. Um, but it's part of a three-page professional profile that they create on Intro 30 when they register. So they can upload their resume. It's in Word and PDF, so it's downloadable and keyword searchable. So they still, you know, uh, the recruiters can still search for PHP, if that's what you're looking for. But then, yes, the third page is they press record and off they go. I got it. And have we gone over all the various disadvantages? Disadvantages, I mean, it's the candidates. It's it's all up to them. You know, it's it, what's the disadvantage of a resume? I mean, there's all sorts of disadvantages to the recruitment process right now. And I think that um, there's a lot of scope for innovation and improvement 
Um, so, but really it's down to the candidates and the recruiters. Let me switch it around. Let me zone in myself. I'm hiring. I put out a job application. Hey, you know, help me with my podcast. I'm looking for an assistant. And I've got 250. You're saying the average is 250. I get 250. That's a 100 for like an, a, a regular job. All right. I get 100 resumes with 100 videos. And so now I've got to go through each one. Well, there's no point in doing a keyword search because I've, I'm asking people for, hey, I need a podcast assistant in the studio. So I guess there'd be, I could keyword things that I didn't ask for if a person is good at customer service or sales or, well, let's or take people, it back being a, a people person. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. What, what are you looking for in this assistant? I, I don't know. I'm just kind of making up so I can understand the value of your company and how you work and why that's so important to people that are hiring. So all of the entrepreneurs and business owners in the audience, corporate corporate executives in the audience that are hiring and they want to use your service, I'm trying to walk them in and it's probably a poor example. Maybe you no, have no, a better example of what it makes sense in their mind and their brain, so to speak, of Okay, I put out, I put this thing out. Hey, I got lucky. 150 yeah, people applied. To have. Now know, I've got 150 <laughs> resumes, 150 videos. It's brilliant. If you can, okay. I mean, you know, we're still on a sort of 50% hit rate, let's be honest. Of people, you know, who would submit their resume, they don't always record their video. Um, but yeah, there's always two problems in recruitment there's either too many candidates or there are too few. So having 100 resumes is a great start. But I think the journey that a recruiter, you know, we'll call you the hiring manager, um, you are looking for someone to, for your team. And you have a very good idea of what it is that you want. And you recognize talent when you see it. You can see somebody and you can say, that looks like someone I want to have on my team. I like their energy. I like their vibe. Now, if they have, you know, if say, for example, for your job, they have to have I don't know, here, it's Squadcast for recording. And they need to have some experience with that. So you can, therefore, you know, have a quick look through some resumes. And if anyone doesn't have that, they can immediately be put to one side. And then you have a slightly smaller pile of, of videos to watch. But what's great about, you know, the 30-second video is once you have your pile of 100 people, which you've whittled down, say, to 10 people who have Squadcast experience, you can watch those 10 videos, 30 seconds each, no worries at all. And you've also skipped the whole step of let's, oh, I like the look of that resume. Let's schedule a phone screen, which is the next time-consuming administrative scheduling task that you'll have to do if you go through 100 resumes and you whittle them down to 10. Then you have to schedule 10 phone screens. And then you have from that, you have to conduct those 10 phone screens. You then have to whittle that down to say three people that you're going to meet face to face. And then you're going to choose from those three people. Now you've already met 10 people face to face. You've already got 10 first impressions. So you are much better equipped to spend longer interviewing maybe 10 people on the phone with a first impression. When I was recruiting for some salespeople to help me out, I wouldn't speak to anybody who didn't record their video. And it was such a change from my, you know, 18 other years of recruiting where it just was that process I just described. And I'd have these phone calls. I mean, I had a phone screen with someone who was eating a sandwich once. You know, they're really frustrating and it takes a long time to schedule them and it's just blah, blah. Whereas once I'd seen these candidates record their videos and I could see them and I could meet them and I've got their 30 second first impression, I pick up the phone. I feel like I already know you. You're, you know, you, thank you for recording a video. Like it was great to meet you already. I feel like I know you. And then the conversation flows in a much more natural and much more rewarding way then I've seen your resume. Tell me a bit about yourself. You know, it's, it's, it's one step ahead and you've absolutely jumped probably a good few hours worth of administrating the scheduling of the phone screen. This is the Tony D'Urso show where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Just ahead, the chat continues about innovative recruiting practices with Ellie Daly. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. 
Do you like to zone in sometimes on a good story that just takes you away from the world? We all need that sometimes, right? Here's a good book recommendation for you. I'm announcing a book that I've worked on for years with my co-author, SKR, and the title is I'm in of Atlantis. The Pursuit is the first book, volume one. It's a trilogy. We've spent years on this. It's been a labor of love. The first book is now available at TonyDurso.com slash books. And the second book is following in another week or so. It's a fiction story of what happened in Atlantis once upon a time. And there are multiple storylines that merge and converge together. Some of the key players are Bomo, Roni of Imanhera, Crown Prince Ivan, Radon, Prince Corin, and it involves the main kingdoms of Karen, Carthinia, and a plot against Bodon. You would think this has to do with contemporary times, but it was never written for that purpose. This first book is about the love of money, especially gold, and what people and rulers will do to get as much as they can. What is the Aiman? Who are they? Once a powerful race, the Aiman captured and dominated every nation and territory on the four landmasses of Atlantis until none were left. War was a form of sport and no one presented a challenge great enough for them. It wasn't until they reached the final conquest when the divine intervention, personified as a messenger, was sent by the creator to offer an ultimatum. The Aiman were given a choice to set down their weapons forever in exchange for the gifts of healing and regain their spiritual powers. Most accepted this ultimatum and those who refused perished as predicted. The abilities of the Aiman? Well, you'll have to read the books and see what they can do. They can do some things that are beyond amazing and beyond our reality. Go to TonyDurso.com slash books and get the pursuit. I think it's going to leave you breathless. Thanks and happy reading. You're listening to The Tony D'Urso Show with special VIP guests. We'd love to hear from you via email. Be sure to send questions and comments to Tony at TonyDurso.com. Now, back to Tony and his guest. All right, we're back on the Tony D'Urso Show, where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Let's see what we can learn today. Today's show is about innovative recruiting practices with Ellie Daly. At the end of this interview, I'll give you a summary of what I got out of this, and I'll share some pointers with you. Stay tuned for that. Join me on Twitter at Tony D-U-R-S-O and get in on the fun. You can message me there, too. That's Tony, D-U-R-S-O, on Twitter. All right, and now back to the chat with Ellie. That's a very interesting way you put the process. I think the last time I've hired anyone was in sales, maybe a couple decades ago, and I would generally get 20, 30, 40 resumes easily when I put out an ad, easily. And you spend hours going through it, but I like what you're saying. If I set aside and only look at those that were willing to put in that video, that makes it a little bit easier and it gives me less choices, but then it's more quality choices. And then I can schedule on the next thing. So that in itself, if the person's not willing to put the video and the video is available, they're already cutting themselves out of the whole process. So why even bother applying? Now those looking for a job, what kind of mistakes are, do they make? What are some of the biggest mistakes that they make that you see in the videos or in the uh, resumes? Well, one guy recorded his video at the airport. So there were lots of people walking behind him, which was very distracting. But, you know, bless him, I admire his efficiency, I guess, you know, combining multiple tasks. I would say negativity. Don't be negative. Don't look down, mumble and talk and you know, like that. Don't talk too quickly. That's something I do. I talk far, far too fast. I think, you know, normal common sense around good lighting, nothing distracting or pornographic behind you on the wall. You know, basic common sense around not any background noise. You know, it's, it's, it's 30 seconds. Ellie, when a person records the video, they, of course, have the option to look it over before they submit and publish. Is that correct? Correct. So you get as many chances as you like, but don't spend four hours on it. (laughs) Don't ask Tony to do it. (laughs) Though I've gotten better. I've gotten better. Oh, we won't go there. That's why you don't see a lot of videos of me on YouTube. It takes so long to make. I know I'm being silly. Uh, well, nobody's perfect. I think there's oh, an element you're so of, kind. of people being perfectionist <laughs> about it. And 
it's okay. Like we're, you know, we're, we're all human. We, we all, you know, doing what I'm doing now. We're going to mumble and, and, and stumble and you say, um, yeah. and are, and excuse me, Ellie, please speak clearly. You're from England and sometimes that Brit accent comes through. So yes, <laughs> pace <very> yourself. Confusing. <laughs> Now I'm going to flip it. I'm going to flip the questioning around. We talked about the person who's seeking the job, what kind of mistakes they made. Now let's flip it around for the hiring manager when they're looking for a candidate. What kind of mistakes do they make? The usual mistakes that any hiring person would hiring manager would make. I mean, it's not an exact science. Recruiting is very instinctive. It's very imperfect just by its nature. It's not an exact science. People recruit for different reasons and they're looking for different things. I think the weirdest job I ever had to fill was, you know, we had, um, <laughs> I, go there. I've, I've filled, I mean, hundreds and hundreds of jobs and talked to thousands and thousands of candidates. And I think that hiring managers just need people yesterday. If you've got a job to fill and you finally got budget for it and you're finally allowed to recruit, you know, the urgency can often outweigh the sort of calm, rational approach to good, solid, rounded recruitment process. So I think that the recruiters will have different pressures. The hiring managers will have different pressures. And sometimes they don't take the time um, to really interview the candidate. And again, this is because if you've got those 100 candidates and you need to schedule all these interviews and give everybody a chance, it takes a lot of time. The average time to fill is about three months, um, which is really long, by which point the candidate you had at the beginning has probably found another job and, you know, you needed that person three months ago. So there's an urgency. There's, there's um, yeah, an urgency. So I think being more thoughtful and mindful perhaps about what you're looking for, why you're looking for it, and really drilling down perhaps on the, the job description um, to, to look at the, the inclusivity that you could possibly add to it. I work with a company that, that analyzes job descriptions to ensure that they are inclusive, as inclusive as possible to enable more people to apply and not be scared off. As you know, women apply for jobs when they can do 90% of it, whereas men apply for jobs when they can do about 40% of it. So, you know, you need to be very aware of how you're positioning and, and articulating the opportunity and what the job actually entails. And then, you know, really being thoughtful about who you approach about it. And then doing a lot of interviews, I think, is good. And psychometric testing is really useful. And, you know, just being mindful about recruiting rather than I need people yesterday. I got you. Ellie, I've asked for the biggest mistakes that both sides could make, and now I'm going to flip it back. Here's the setting. I want a job. There's someone in this audience. They want a job. Maybe they need a job to kickstart better what they're doing as an entrepreneur or they're in the corporate world, but they want a job. They really want to make it. What can we learn from you so that when we apply for that next job, we have a higher percentage of someone looking at it, wanting it, and bringing this in for, I guess they still call it the second interview or the next interview. How can we, how can we get that job? What's the best that we can do? There are many things you can do. I don't believe in changing your resume for the job. Um, as I said, you know, 100, 250 people are also applying for this job. You need to be applying for 100 to 250 jobs. You know, that is how many jobs you need to be looking at. And there's a ratio of success. Having said that, when there are, say, of the 100 jobs you apply for, there are, say, 10 that you really, really want. You need to follow up with those 10 jobs. You need to keep a note of them. And then you find the people who are recruiting on LinkedIn. And, you know, you reach out and say, I think I'm really qualified for this job because X, Y, Z. I think I can solve your problem. What's in it for you? This is what's in it for you, Mr. Recruiter. I'm you know, qualified because of this, this, this. I did this in this company that's similar to your company. I, you know, link the two things. But don't change your resume each time. Change your approach and find the person who needs you yesterday. Find the hiring manager. Find you know, the recruiter's probably working on 
20 to 30 jobs at any one time. I've heard somewhere there were, some recruiters were working on 75 jobs at any one time. Now, those poor people are just filling jobs, right? If they are smaller environments, the chances are they have fewer jobs, they have more chance to really get to know the candidates, and therefore you need to go to the recruiter. But in if that's not true, if it's a big company, I would find the hiring manager who runs that particular department, say you're an accountant, look for the CFO or the couple of people underneath the CFO, find out who's hurting, whose problem can you solve, and then dig down into that. Interesting. So these recruiters don't mind. I mean, you've sent in your application. They don't mind if you email them or you, you find One. out that where they're on LinkedIn. They don't <laughs> mind additional co- correspondence. Go ahead. Uh, don't stalk them. Uh, and be sensitive. <laughs> you know, they have a lot on their plate. Find out where, they're, where they live. Go meet them at their Starbucks. <laughs> right. bump into oh, them. oh by the way. Oh, oh, oh no way. Um, what a small world. No, don't stalk them. Here's a little toy for your child. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting creepy. Sorry, it's folks. It's getting creepy. Um, yeah, don't okay, get creepy. Okay, we, we don't stalk. So, <laughs> what, so, but that's a great question. How far, we want this job, Ellie. We want yes. it. How why, far can we go? And really drill down as to why they should pick you. What's in it for them? As with sales, it's like, what's in it for them? How to kind of really think about the problem that you're solving. And only you can solve it. Why is it only you that can solve that problem? And then if you present that solution, then they're more likely to listen. But it has to be specific. That's why you don't change your resume, because that's general. But the specifics of your experience can really benefit them. Explain to them how. And I begin to see the video reason, because when I've applied for a job before, the piece of paper doesn't talk, i.e. the resume. It doesn't say anything how could somebody know that I could run that company and three others instead of this particular job I'm looking for? They wouldn't know that from my resume. So that video is so key. Now, for those that are doing the video as opposed to those that don't, perhaps you know the better question, but is there a big change in the quality of hires as a result of that? Yes, I can speak from experience, and there's been some good connections made to the system. I mean, one in four Americans changes jobs every year. Um, so the tenure, the average tenure of, of people, especially in sales, is pretty low. Um, and I think, yes, this helps, but ultimately, this is just the beginning. And we don't charge recruitment fees like placement fees. We're just a subscription model. So we don't track what happens after the interview we just track you know when they get hits basically you know and they match and they're interviewed I can't speak to how it's changed the longevity I should um, and that's something that we can when we get a bit more data we can we can do it, dive into but ultimately our aim is the introduction it's intro 30. This is the Tony D'Urso show where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Just ahead, the chat continues about innovative recruiting practices with Ellie Daly. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. As you just heard in the prior commercial, some of you authors out there, you know what it's like to take a long time to write a book and put it out and how happy and proud you are to produce such a work of art, and you really want other people to experience that joy and that knowledge or that story that you provide. Well, that's how it is with myself and my co-author, SKR, about our new book, I'm in of Atlantis, Volume 1, The Pursuit, and you'll see it at TonyDURSO.com. I'm going to read a short little section of it. They were thought to dwell in the forest, but their world remained secretly hidden from everyone. Unbeknownst to the hunters... An ancient civilization existed beneath the forest floor. This was the magical world of Ayman Hera, a subterranean land bustling with life. It was home to the Ayman who were magical beings. Still, they were not truly magicians per se. Instead, they possessed great spiritual powers. The Ayman were also known to possess the gift of healing and magical potions and were rarely seen by anyone. They were summoned from Ayman Hera by signals 
sent below to their world by unique trees. The trees communicated by signals when any injured being, man, animal, or bird, was sensed in the forest. It was the duty of the Ayman to aid those in need of help. They were bound to this duty as penance for their once evil ways in the past, having long abandoned them in exchange for a chance to redeem themselves and eventually rejoin the Creator. End quote. What happens next is what happens when the extreme love of gold begins to enter the picture. I hope you check it out. It's a good book. Volume 1 is The Pursuit. Volume 2 coming shortly after that is called Dark Horizons. You'll find it at TonyDURSO.com. Happy reading. You're listening to The Tony D'Urso Show with special VIP guests. We'd love to hear from you via email. Be sure to send questions and comments to Tony at TonyDierso.com. Now, back to Tony and his guest. All right, we're back on The Tony D'Urso Show where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Let's see what we can learn today. Today's show is about innovative recruiting practices with Ellie Daly. At the end of this interview, I'll give you a summary of what I got out of this, and I'll share some pointers with you. Stay tuned for that. Join me on Twitter at TonyDURSO and get in on the fun. You can message me there too. That's TonyDURSO on Twitter. All right, and now back to the chat with Ellie. Well, in this industry, we've got technology here. We've got your phone screens. We've got your video introduction. What else is happening down the road technologically that you see is impacting in this recruitment industry? Oh, excellent question. So, um, as I said, I work for that company who there's all sorts of ways in which we can increase diversity and inclusion. And I, I love that because, you know, one of the things that I don't like about the recruitment innovations is when they kind of redact resumes and kind of, I call it decapitate the candidate by taking away their name or their gender or their age or whatever it is that they can't help because it's fact in order to sort of eliminate bias. I, I go the other way and I'm like, give me all the information you can. Let me show you as much of information about myself as I can in order for you to make the right decision. So I kind of veer towards that. And one of the greatest ways, I think, of eliminating discrimination or an increasing diversity, inclusion, and, and tolerance and, and open-mindedness is by identifying your recruitment practices. A bit like what I discussed earlier is like, let's open this job up. Let's see, can we have this remote? Could we do this part-time? Could we do this job sharing? Could we do this, you know, follow the sun? Could we have people around the world doing it? You know, how... Can we make this job a lot more inclusive just by its very nature? And I think at once, you know, companies start to really look at why they're, you know, what they're recruiting and why and how, they can really identify, okay, there seems to be too many blips along the road for, for people who need to work remotely because they've got families or they've got this or they've got that. You know, that comes from the companies rather than the candidates. So that's a really nice development. I like that. Also, with scheduling, with chatbots, there's all sorts of cool companies that can eliminate a lot of scheduling administration time um, through through bots. But as a candidate, I don't want to talk to a bot. I want to talk to a human. So, you know, that's one nice little innovation, but it can't replace the recruitment person. There's more, so ATSs are always innovating. There's always kind of a brand new shiny database that can solve all our recruitment processes. Ultimately, though, the most successful recruitment teams I've seen, and the one in particular that stands out, the recruitment team was 10% of the, general, of the whole company. So one in 10 people in this company were recruiters, which I think is fantastic. So there's so much of their energy and their budget went towards the recruitment team to give them all the tools and the support they needed to really hire the best people. And that, I think, is just humans rather than any technology. Ellie, what are you looking to accomplish in the next few years? Well, my lofty vision and mission is to reinvent the resume. I think it's just a matter of time before video resumes become mainstream and I want Intro 30 to be the go-to place to create a professional and shareable resume uh, and profile 
that includes your resume and a video resume. I think we haven't innovated that since Da Vinci invented the resume in the 1500s, so it's time. Um, so that is my lofty goal and ambition. I didn't know Da Vinci invented that. How very interesting. Yeah. Okay, so that and the scissors. I know he did the scissors. Yeah, he's a lefty as well. I don't know why he uh, invented right-handed scissors, but there we are. There we go. <laughs> Ellie, are there any personal habits that you see that contribute to your vision success? You've created a great company. What are some of those habits that you see are very important to success? Meditation, yoga, exercise. Those three things. I try and do all three every day, but fail miserably most of the time. But at least I do at least one and try and, and yeah, do at least one Definitely exercise and meditation every day. It's either yoga or the other one. But those three have kind of turned my life around, and um, I highly recommend them. That is so strong that it leads to your success. If you do one of those every day, you feel it keeps you on your vision and it keeps you ahead in your company towards success? Absolutely. Yeah, and grounded and, yeah, not a headless chicken. I like that. All right. (laughs) And you've mentioned several things that I want to check if there's any other great resources that you'd love to share with our audience success squad. Well, I'm just about to launch. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to plug uh, a new business, but we're, it's not really a business. It's more of a service. We're, we are partnering with a language coach to help speakers of other languages, English language learners, uh, with their job search. So that's coming out in March, and that is going to include videos about how to put your resume together, questions to ask in interviews, how to answer those questions, questions, you know, all sorts of situations at work, dealing with HR, talking, uh, you know, having difficult conversations, how to write business emails. So all of that is, is really exciting, and we're putting all the content together now, um, and that will be released in March. So it's really ha- aiming to help people who don't speak English as their first language. Go ahead, please. Where, where would someone find out more information about that? That's called jobprepglobal.com. So jobprepglobal.com. Very good. Once again, we talked about innovative recruiting practices with Ellie Daly. She's the founder and CEO of an innovative online recruiting platform, Intro 30. Ellie, thank you so much. You've given us a lot of information. I really hope it helps those seeking a job as well as those hiring for jobs. I hope that this helps them in people getting hired and getting better hires for what they need. Brilliant. And good luck to everybody looking for a job. It's it's fun. Hey, fellow entrepreneurs. Thanks for hanging out with me while I featured an elite entrepreneur who took her vision to reality. I hope this was as inspiring for you as it was for me to do this interview. I learned some good, innovative recruiting practices with some great ideas I'm going to chat about in a second. The insights are so valuable. So how did you like this interview? Innovative recruiting practices with Ellie Daly. After recruiting all over the world, Ellie learned how to cut to the chase when recruiting anyone. And she worked out the fastest way for a recruiter to get the right candidate and fast. If you ever think of getting a job again, or if you ever think of hiring anyone now or in the future, you'll want to really study this and check out how Ellie does it. Did you know that most recruiters on the average only spend six seconds on a resume? And she says you get your first impression from someone in seven seconds? That's not much time if you are very qualified for the job you're applying for, is it? And supposedly, a recruiter can gauge if the person is credible and trustworthy in that amount of time. Quite astounding. It's a new world of video resumes which makes it more fun for the recruiter and so, I believe, helps you get the best person for your business. With so many people applying for a job, I can sympathize that it's demoralizing in a way to compete with so many people wanting that job. For anyone looking to get a job, you can use this interview and listen again and pull out all the nuggets. Spend the time needed to make a great video on you. And this makes it a lot more work for the company hiring as well. I like how Elliot has innovated on this to get the best person the fastest for the company. If you're hiring, there's no doubt you need to get a good company to help you make the hire because you'll be inundated with applications if you try it yourself. I'm speaking to you entrepreneurs and solopreneurs out there. If you've ever hired someone yourself, then be prepared to be overloaded and inundated with requests, phone calls, and emails. I hired many years ago when I worked in corporate, 
and the applications back then were a lot of work. I can't imagine how busy it would be today in trying to hire yourself. We can learn a lot from the example she gives of the real estate agent who did a great exuberant video standing next to his license. That says a lot, and he got hired right away. Did you know that attitude rates twice as much as technical skills? Remember that when hiring or when looking for a job yourself, that's key. There's so much more I got out of this interview. What did you get? I'd love to know how you use this information to help you in your business or career. All right, guys, now grab hold of your vision. Decide you're either going to start something great or take it to the next level. You have to decide first. It always starts with a decision. And you can get my vision map to help you along the process. The ebook is at tonydurso.com slash books. And you can pick up the audio version and the training class too. Highly recommended. I created my empire in just a few years. That's all it took. I had the vision map as my guide. You can do it too. Let's help you move on your journey to success. And once again, also check us out at tonydurso.com slash apple. And while you're there in Apple, how about a five-star review? Thanks, guys. And remember, just take action. Success awaits those who persevere and remain steadfast despite the odds. Sow good seeds, do good deeds, and join me on the next episode of The Tony D'Urso Show. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of the Tony D'Urso Show with his key influencers. Be sure to tune in again next Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. 